1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Life After Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player interviewing other former players about their life after hockey journeys. And this week's interview features one of the co-founders of the State and Liberty clothing brand. Mr. Lee Moffey, who surprised me at the end of the interview with a 15% off discount code for the listeners of this podcast. So please stay tuned for that. He was very generous and very unexpected. And before we get to that interview, I just want to take a moment and thank my last guest, Jason Podolin. Jason is a high performance mindset coach for hockey players, helping them learn critical mindset skills in order to fulfill their potential and reach their goals. And for more information on Jason's work, visit upmyhockey.com. And to hear our conversation, go check out episode number 10. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to this week's episode with Lee Moffey. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, here we go. My next guest was born in Wallingford, Connecticut. He played four years at the University of Michigan. He was drafted by the San Jose Sharks. He went on to play with the Lake Erie Monsters, the Denver Cutthroats, and the South Carolina Stingrays over a two-year span. And while still playing, he started a clothing company called State & Liberty, providing athletic fit and performance dress clothes for men, The business has since grown to 13 locations across the U S and also has a very strong and healthy online presence, I might say. And I'm happy to be joined by co-founder, Mr. Lee Moffey. Lee, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me, Brad. I I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and and on video, it looks like you have a a clothing rack behind you. Where where are you at and what are you up to these days?
0: Yeah, I'm in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan in our headquarters, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people uh, would think of our office as like a lot of glass doors and uh, beautiful, you know, unfinished wooden desk. But uh, it's it's definitely a lot grittier than that. Uh, I think that we we like it that way. And I'm in our, uh, our call room here, which is the best insulated room for us, but still not great. So you might hear some noise in the background as um, I'm sure there's people yapping on the phone and we'll be doing that during the interview. But this is uh, the most peace and quiet that I can get in our office for sure.
1: I love it. I love it. It's, uh, you know, the, the finished product looks, looks nice. So I guess it doesn't really matter what, what behind the scenes looks That's like. That's right.
0: We like, we like the little gritty setup that we have here. Um, I think some of the ladies in the office are looking for us to upgrade a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> we're, we're looking to do that, but, uh, it's, it's definitely home, home for now. And it's been home for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, we talked just a little bit and I was just, you know, mentioning I I'm, I'm just, a. Uh, a huge fan of, 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 uh, of, of the product and, and also your story and just kind of like what you've created. I think it's, you know, in, in, a, in, in a perfect world, all of us that have played hockey and, you know, after I'm done playing, I'll just create a successful business because that's the easiest thing to do. Um, you've actually done that, obviously, uh, maybe a little easier said than done. Take us back to how it all got created. You, you were you were in Michigan and, and played a little bit um, in pro. T- take us through how, how things got started.
0: Yeah, four years at Michigan. Um, you know, some of the best memories of my life. Uh, teammates, etc. cetera. Uh, played at Michigan Stadium in front of 114,000. Played a national championship final against Duluth in Minnesota. Just uh, fantastic memories and, um, you know, didn't have the best senior year um so I didn't really set myself up great for uh for for pro hockey I would say uh drafted by San Jose ended up signing in in Lake Erie on an American League deal uh and getting called up between there and and double a quite a bit throughout the year I think I you know I might have been up in Lake Erie for like I don't know three months total and played like six total games so being a healthy scratch quite a bit and uh, and then going down playing, playing double-A level and um, you know, long bus rides and kind of all that and definitely second-guessing uh, where my, my professional hockey career was going. Um, at that point, I kind of kind of made the realization that hockey is just kind of in my, my whole life up until that point. Never really had a real job. Um, you know, very lucky and fortunate to graduate from the University of Michigan, but I, I wouldn't say I took my education there. Uh, extremely serious. Uh, I got great grades, but definitely did it by trying to kind of game the system as, as much as possible. Um, so that year, I really kind of feel like I educated myself on, uh, you know, a lot of things and, and took that time to to read and um, get involved in, in podcasts and, you know, especially with like stock market investing, all this stuff. And uh, That's when I, I kind of got close to my business partner, Stephen Fisher, who I met my senior year at Michigan. Um, and we just you know kind of built up a business relationship of talking about what we were learning and what we were doing and um you know i had a little bit of money that i was saving up every month from playing and um, was looking to kind of invest that and we were doing that together having fun um, it was also that summer i uh, applied for my first job at bellagio in vegas uh, eight-week internship uh, in their sales department and you know I had a great time in vegas obviously but um, it was eight-week internship program. I lasted about four weeks. Just just hated the the corporate feel. I uh, was mm-hmm. in an office with no windows, plugging away leads, and it definitely hit me that I'm, I'm not going to be in this kind of working environment um, for the rest of my life. Uh, I was also at that time, right? You know, I thought I'd give it one last year to play pro. Signed in South Carolina. Uh, I was living with my business partner's parents actually at the time, in between that first and second year, and. Uh, Steve was still living there as well and kind of kicking around ideas and had this idea of better fitting, better feeling, professional looking dress shirts. Some other companies out there were were doing it, but no one's really tying it all together. And the biggest thing was I got custom made shirts that fit me horribly and uh, just never could find something off the rack that I can just throw on it. It fit me well. I had to get everything tailored. Um, and I liked wearing, you know, well-fitting clothes, especially dress clothes. So um, that was kind of the impetus for the idea. And yeah, I, I kind of give you know, Steve the credit for being the one that's like, hey, let's like, let's do this. Let's stop talking about it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, started working on prototypes and stuff like that. And I think it was halfway through my, my year in South Carolina, which was a mm-hmm. tremendous year and, and so much fun, lifelong friends uh, that started the business and, and got it going.
1: So, like, I'm kind of fascinated with, like, how things start and even, you know, just throwing around ideas. Was, were there other business ideas or was this kind of, like, the thing that, like, this, I think this one has the most the most promise?
0: I think we had talked about, like, an IV service in Ann Arbor, um, which like, obviously those would be cumpler. Um, I remember my mom's a nurse. I remember asking her for uh, like what the breakdown is of an IV and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think we were just kind of shooting, you know, shoot around ideas. And this was one that we were pretty passionate about. And, and, you know, that first year playing in in that summer, we were were buying like every company, you know, to to check out their dress shirts and see what we liked and what we didn't like. So without even really knowing it, we were kind of doing our our R&D um, and then, you know, essentially the, what we wanted to do is like, take the best attributes of four different companies and stick it into one dress shirt. Um, so that's what we tried to do.
1: Yeah. I, I, I read, um, you were featured in the hockey news and, and in that article, it mentions that you took some grief from your teammates about wearing Lululemon stuff. Is, is there any truth to that?
0: Yeah, that's, I think everyone said, well, you come from a fashion background and, I'm very, uh, you know, as a guy's guy, hockey guy, I'm not, I'm very uh, uncomfortable with like being a fashion guy. I I really don't think that I am. I think that, um, you know, we're not coming out with any like revolutionary patterns or trends that are going to be on the Paris runway. Um, We're taking kind of traditional styles and uh, you know, just making them better fitting and and better functioning products. Um, But I do think my, you know, I think I was the first one in college, you know, wearing Lululemon. And everyone like, hey, why are you wearing a girl's brand? Why are you wearing a girl's brand? I was like, "Stuff's really nice. Like, you should, you should check it out. Um, so, yeah, I do remember being a, being a, you know, maybe the first male um, in my crew that was kind of wearing Lululemon. Um, but, yeah, it definitely took some heat. And then over time, obviously, uh, the guys kind of got over the ego part of it and started realizing how nice the gear is.
1: Well, I, I mean, and, and I mention that because I'm a fan of Lululemon, like th- their, their stuff fits well. And, and I mention it because it, it, it kind of speaks to how um, you guys, it seems like you're, you're a little ha- ahead of your time because, you know, some of these other brands feel like they're, they're now playing catch up to, to you guys that have been involved in, in you know, the, 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 the nice clothes that fit well. So, you know, I, 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 it kind of feels like you guys are ahead of your time. Did it, did it feel that way to you?
0: It did. Yeah. It felt like in the three attributes that we were talking about, which was the performance fabric, the athletic fit and a professional look. Yeah. Um, like Lulu has a button down, but like you can't, you know, our top selling shirt is the white dress shirt. At least it's like, you know, two fifths of our sales. And cause every, every guy who works a, in wall street or um going to the office every day wearing a shirt and tie like they need you know they need 10 white dress shirts in the rotation and that was the most important thing for us is that you can wear our shirts to the most professional setting and no one knows that it's made from the stretchy performance fabric and you know the key with that is like the really structured cuffs and collars and um having a sturdy placket and kind of all that stuff and that was something that we were really serious about and yeah i mean it's unbelievable um you know now and competition's a part of it. and there were certainly companies that were doing performance dress shirts before we were. Um, but you know we we, we kind of like coined this athletic fit term. Um, and now it's amazing. There's got to be twenty companies and more popping up every day that are kind of trying to do a similar thing that we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I, I think um, yeah, those those are the basics. And, and and what I what I love about it too is just like the maintenance, like especially for athletes, and 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 even more so for for uh, you know a lot of us that have rode a lot of buses in the miners, and yeah. and you you want something that's kind of like wash and go. So it's right. I, I could see that being being popular among the guys.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean that's that's a huge selling point for us. You don't have to get them dry clean. Uh, cold wash, hang to dry, the wrinkle-free. You can throw them in your bag, pick them up. They look great. Um, so that's definitely a, a bonus and an important part of that performance fabric aspect of the dress shirts.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I love that. Um, you know, going back to, you know, just kind of when things got started, um, you know, w- at what point... At what point did you feel like, you know, this this business has some legs to it? Like, yeah. you know, take us back to, you know, this is, you know, life after hockey podcast. Like I, I try to, you know, just talk about the, those the transition time and, yeah. and, you know, you're trying something new. It may or may not work. We're kind of all in, you know, at what point did, did you did you see things kind of like get some traction? Yeah. So
0: I. I- the, the big turning point for, for me in the company um, was in the fall of 2015, I believe. Um, well, I, I really wanted to go back and play again. I mentioned that year in Charleston was really one of the most fun years of my life. We, I think we like the uh, North American professional hockey record, most consecutive wins, off like, 23 straight wins or something crazy. Um, we lost in the, the championships, which is like kind of a, Ongoing theme in my career. I lost in a lot of championships. Um, couldn't quite couldn't quite get it done. But um it was yeah, it was that fall. I remember there was a um, I was planning on going back to play, and I was uh Spencer Carberry was a the coach there, and he was like hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And um we did a little like launch party for the first home Michigan football game. And um, you know, we launched like three new dress shirts, and that was like the first three dress that we launched launched since starting. And we had like a little party and it was really one of the, the biggest displays of friendship that I've ever seen in my life where all my buddies were in town, but they were so trashed into we the football game. And we were looking at, at noon we were having this party at seven and it's like 7.15. And it's like, Hey, where's everyone? Like everyone is sleeping. Um, so everyone kind of, you know, we rallied everyone there and they kind of walked in like zombies and just kind of handed over their credit cards. And so we did a little launch party there. And we also launched online and I don't know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but, you know, I think we we sold like $6,000 worth of dress shirts in in two or three days. And to us, it was like, this is the, the most incredible thing ever. Mm. Um, and it was like, yeah, there's definitely something to this. And the biggest thing was that the people who had bought our first run of dress shirts, like 75% of them bought the second, uh, the new collection. And to us, it was like, okay, like people are, are pretty into what we're doing. Right. Um, so that was that was an exciting time. And then oh, I got a call, I think the day after that, I got a call from uh, cars in Charleston and he was like, hey, man, like we, we can't keep waiting on you. And I want to let you know we traded you to Missouri. Um, and for me, it was just like, yeah, I'm not, not going to go do that, um, especially after the weekend we just had. So he kind of made the decision easy for me. Um, and then yeah, just kind of uh, from there, it was it was full on state and liberty
1: that's great you gotta love that support from from the boys
0: i mean it was just like guys throwing up at the party it was it was really quite a scene
1: well i mean even you know i i I can see you know friends you know you're starting a company yeah i'll buy a shirt but but for them to keep coming back to buy the product for them to keep saying like this is this is a good comfortable product and then keep coming back like i think that's huge i think um uh you know you can speak to it but what 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 i've kind of kind of felt is is that you guys get a lot of um of word of mouth spreading oh, yeah. word of mouth so you know especially in you know the hockey community i would think it's a pretty pretty small community that you see a guy in the room wearing a shirt and you know oh, where'd yeah. you get that what is Has is, is, is is there been a lot of uh you yeah
0: know. i mean it's has everything we're, we're completely self-funded so we don't have a ton of money to be throwing towards towards marketing dollars um, hmm. for a young business who's like kind of bootstrapping and you know really trying to get it going in, in the early days is when you have people coming to your site and buying that you don't know who they are hmm. um, they're random people and you're like well where, where the hell did they come from um, especially when you don't have any digital marketing or anything set up so um, really, really lucky with with that, and as you mentioned, it's such a unique product, and it fits our guys so well. And there's no logos on our dress shirts or anything, but you know, when someone's wearing it, you'd be surprised how many times someone comes up to them and says, "Hey, where'd you get that shirt? It fits you great." You know, is that custom made? Um, so that's been you know, it's it's really been the fit that's been our big selling point, and guys are really excited about it and kind of want to share um, where where they found it. So that's that's a huge part of our business. It was a huge part of getting up and running um and a huge part that's you know still driving the business today and you know it, it was it was great playing in the coast that first year getting the the company going because every time an opposing team would come to the to charleston i would just go to their hotel and sell like 20 dress shirts and then and then get out of there play them that night um yeah. so that was like a really easy way for me to grab you know the first 150 200 customers whatever it was
1: That's beautiful. I mean, before you kind of move on to to some of the other things and the successes, like, what would you say was the biggest challenge starting, starting the company? Oh, geez. Um, Or even now?
0: Yeah, I mean, it changes every day. You know, once you, I think we have something like 40 employees now and it just, it it really takes you in different directions every day. I know we had to, we had to pause this podcast here because, because something came up, but, um, you know, I think it's, Getting it going, it's, it's just the product and getting it out there, I think, is is the challenging thing. And, you know, when I look back on our first two years of product, like, I'm embarrassed that we sold it to people. Um, mm-hmm. Just like how far it's come along and how much better we are on the product side. So, you know, getting a, a good product is, is key and um, getting it out there. And then, you know, I've, I've been a captain, leader on, you know, all the teams that I've ever played on in my life. Um, you know, I think I'm a good people person, good motivator all this stuff, and then you, you throw 40 employees at you and you're like, do I didn't know if I have any experience in this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an ongoing challenge is something that you know our group is trying to get better at every day, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can appreciate that. A lot of moving parts, a lot of a lot of different hats. I'm yeah, sure that, that you're wearing.
0: Sure, yeah, it's, it's people's livelihoods. So it's, uh, it's it's a big part of the job for sure.
1: Yeah. And and even just to to step back, you know, talking about all the all the hockey players, I, I know that there's other athletes that have have been interested in the fit. So it's not just hockey players that you guys are serving. There, there's other athletes.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, it's the hockey world is only so small. I mean, you can have a fun little business, but if you want like a real business, um, not a small business, but, you know, if you really want to grow a business, it's got to it's got branch outside of the hockey community. Um, and, you know, probably 250 customers in Major League Baseball, a bunch in the NFL um, obviously hockey. We have a, a pretty good triangle hole and a lot of people know who we are. Um, a lot of customers there. So it's, it's really been, you know, a big hit with a lot of the athletes, but at the end of the day, the, our bread and butter customer is the young professional, you know, who needs to wear a dress shirt every day and needs to have 10 of them on a two week rotation. Um, that's, you know, that's our bread and butter. And that's, that's our guy. And that's, you know, that's who kind of pays the bills in a lot of ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um you know, just, uh, you did mention your, your, your partner, uh, Stephen Fisher, um, have you, have you had other, other players, other athletes, uh, involved with the company? I mean, it's
0: been unbelievable, the support from, from close friends, especially in the hockey community. Our first, our first stores, you know, were ran by hockey guys. And to this day, the, those stores had the best vibe out of any, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of any vibe we've ever had, um, in any of our stores. But, you know, um, you know, my best, one of my best friends, Pat Mullane, um, you know, was playing for a couple of years. And when he's back in the summer, he was helping out a ton. He's been a driving force, tremendous ambassador for us. Um, Jack Downing, Drew McKenzie, uh, Derek DeBlois, all guys that I, I play with growing up that really, um, you know, helped us out with our initial stores. And were really just like all in early on, kind of while they were in that weird transition phase of searching for jobs. Um, they were helping us out and and just such a pivotal um, part of kind of getting us going in those early days. And you know in a lot of ways, we learned from those guys and in, in the retail tactics that we use today, um just by just having a really loose atmosphere in there. And you know although you're trying to provide a great experience, you're looking to sell a lot of product.
1: Hmm. and
0: it was just a blast with those guys you know making that happen.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, I, I've seen online, you guys are are obviously um, just got a healthy presence with, with social media and, you know, a lot of sharp looking images. And, and obviously um, it seems like, you know, the company has a great presence online. And, and when we first spoke, you actually spoke about that in-store experience, like as, as, successful as things have been online you're also proud of that in-store experience so like you know i haven't been to a to a state and liberty store so like what would i expect if i'm gonna show up what kind of experience what would i
0: get from everything we heard never wanted to get in brick and mortar retail it's an absolute nightmare um and and a really tough thing to to navigate through but we did our first pop-up in in boston um i had a hard time with with the memory of uh, years, but, you know, I think it was fall 2017 and it was a month long pop-up and we went in there and really rinky dinked it. And, um, we absolutely fell in love with the experience and, you know, we kind of figured it out as we went and we've learned a lot along the way, but, you know, the core aspects of, of walking into a state Liberty store is there's going to be good music on, there's going to be sports on TV. There's going to be an open bar for you to, to grab a, a sample drink when you're shopping around. And, you know, we look at it as someone, someone's coming into your So anyone who walks in that door is getting greeted and they're being told about the brand. Um, you know, if they haven't heard of us, you know, they get a full rundown of what we do and then it's kind of like, you know, let me know I can help you. Um, and then it's been a lot of fun kind of working and developing the sales aspect of it where our main goal is to get someone back to the change room to try something on. If they try something on, they're walking out with product. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of been, it's, it's a sales experience, but it's also it's one where you know guys are guys are a little more lenient, where you can kind of you can bully them around a little bit. Um, and by no means are we breathing down anyone's neck, but we're certainly encouraging people to try things on. And um, you know that's that's the main goal that we tell our people: if people walk in the door, they're going to know what the brand is, they're going to have a great experience, and they're going to walk out with as much product as we possibly could sell them. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, we think we do it a little differently. Um, and I, I, just know from the feedback that we get on emails and Instagram DMS and everything that people walk out of our stores and say, I've, I've never had an experience quite like that.
1: That's amazing. I, I mean, that's exactly what you want to hear.
0: overly really complicated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think it just speaks to, again, the quality of the product, like confidence that you, yeah, just try it on. Yeah. You'll, you'll, it'll, it'll, it'll sell itself, so to speak. Yeah. And I think, um, I even saw, you know, in one of your, one of your, uh, more recent locations, Fort Lauderdale, I think, didn't I see that you can, uh, looked like a barber and Yeah. You know?
0: new, new concept for us. That was, I was there this weekend, just had a blast for our, our reopening party there. Uh, men's grooming service in the back, three barber chairs, uh, facials, shaves, kind of the whole deal. So it's kind of a, a one-stop shop, uh, makes complete sense. You know, people are coming in and um it's amazing i I mean i I travel a lot and you know getting a haircut is kind of an inconvenience for me um, when i am traveling so it's it's, you can just pop right in get a haircut buy some clothes have a drink uh yeah it it just felt like a natural thing it's an idea we've been thinking about for a while and and we're excited that we finally got to implement it and based on how it went and how it's going um, i can definitely foresee us you know opening up a couple more of these concepts in the future
1: yeah, I, I saw that and I kind of got excited because I've been to a barbershop shop that has sold product. They yep. had some some shirts and sunglasses and shoes and like a store, but they were a barbershop shop um, to start. So you know that that whole concept just makes sense to me because I would go in and get my haircut, and you feel good. You feel good after a haircut. Yeah, and and and, and then after you you actually put on some nice clothes with a nice haircut, like you're you're feeling like a new man.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And for us, it's like, it's getting our customer in the store every three weeks, um, Mm. which I typically wouldn't do. So there's, there's definitely a lot of pros and I I can't think of a lot of negatives to, to having the barbershop in there.
1: I love that. I love that idea. And it makes me want to go to go get a haircut. So yeah. And, and I I mentioned there's, there's 13 locations across the U S is that correct? That's right. Is there any plans to bring it up in Canada? as I think you just froze?
0: Yeah, sorry. There's 12 locations in the U.S. and then one in one in Toronto.
1: One in Toronto. Got it. Yep. So we got to travel to Toronto or, you know, maybe get one out west for...
0: Yeah, I think we're, we're certainly eyeing. I think we'd like to hit a couple more surrounding areas, uh, wealthy suburbs of Toronto. And then, um, you know, Vancouver, obviously, with kind of Lulu and um, some of the other great brands that have come out of there, I can definitely foresee us, you know, going to Vancouver at some point when things kind of settle down.
1: Yeah, well, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be looking at that, or it all just gives me an excuse to go to Toronto. That's right. Yeah, it's a great city. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, what about your thoughts on, like, if you were to give advice to entrepreneurs? You know, like, if you were to give, you know, there's, there's somebody that's you know, maybe finishing hockey or, or maybe finishing school. And they're, they're thinking about, thinking about being an entrepreneur or, or, you know, thinking about dabbling in that. What are what are your thoughts to those starting out?
0: Yeah. I you know, have a lot of thoughts, but um, I think just, just going for it is definitely the number one thing. Um, like what's, what's there to lose um, is I think uh, an important thing. And uh, you know, early days when, you, you really, it's, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there. And like, I think it's unnatural and something that I've had to kind of get used to of like promoting yourself after coming from our hockey environment and, and upbringing is a very unnatural thing. Um, it feels like, I don't know, take a shot at the younger kids, but it seems like that's changing a little bit with social media and everything like that. But, um, you know, I, I just remember, um, yeah, just, you know, I bring it into the table that that's different and unique. Like you just be terrified to tell your buddies cause they're just going to rip you to shreds. And, uh, I think that that's, that takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and say, Hey, this is an idea I have. And like, this is what I'm doing. Hmm. And I'm sure when I put it on my social media and we're telling people that like, this guy's an idiot, it's never going to work. Like there's not that many in shape guys out there. This is a dumb idea. And like, you just kind of, that's part of doing it. You know, there's going to be people love to be negative and and they're going to kind of take it that direction. But, you know, I think just going for it, I I just think that putting yourself out there takes a lot of courage and is a great experience. And then I just think you can't, you can't replace like just grassroots sales. Um, No matter like what you are, introvert, whatever kind of personality you have, um, you kind of like selling yourself and selling a product is, is a, a personality trait that everyone should, should work on and learn. It's, comes more naturally to some people, but it absolutely can be learned through reps. And, you know, there's just so many trunk shows that I did where, you know, I get set up at a gym or something like that. And I'm so excited because there's the gyms loaded with, you know, 80 potential customers and I can't get one guy to try anything on and like sit there for eight hours and sell no dress shirts. Mm -hmm. And it's like those type of experiences that lead to the successful trunk shows where, you can sell 20, 25 and you walk away feeling like, you know, you just solved the greatest mystery that could that could ever exist. So yeah, I think my advice is, you know, just putting yourself out there is really tough, takes a lot of courage, but you know, just going for it and, and that grassroots sales are um, you know, things that are just great lessons and, and traits to have in life.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, committed to to what you want to create and you know, obviously you know, now it looks like a no-brainer. It looks like a great idea now, Yeah, but I'm sure there was moments in the beginning that, that people were questioning it.
0: Especially for us, you know, we, this whole, that's another thing too, I guess I would say is like this whole Shark Tank craze is like, we got to raise money. We got to get investors. Um, and there's no reason to do it. And I think that was something that put us down early on as we met with investors and you know, we had some people that were good friends and actually gave us good advice, but everyone said no, because they said the market's too small, which like looking back, you know, venture capitalist wants 10, 20 X on their investment. And there's no shame in building a beautiful $25 million business. There's no shame in having a beautiful $5 million business that spits out, you know, cash that you can live on and you can live your life. And um, I, I don't think you need a lot of cash to, to get a business going. I think we were a little naive with how little we had to start and we just figured out a way to make it work. But um you know realistically you know, a big selling point of starting your own business is to be your own boss and as soon as you have investors you're no longer your own boss and mm-hmm. part of your job is to return to the to the shareholders
1: yeah.
0: uh, so you know there's there's a lot of nobility in um doing it yourself and like i said just calling the shots completely
1: yeah i think you know there there's now, nowadays, I think there's, there's so many different um, opportunities and I think it does come down to, you know, what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled. And, and that doesn't necessarily need to be a hundred million dollar business. You could create something that, you know, you, that makes you happy. You're happy to, to uh, be doing that work. Yeah. Um, and, and, and even to speak to like, you know, putting yourself out there, I, I, I I can I can resonate with, you know, especially, you know, speaking from a hockey player's perspective, we're not overall there's not a lot of us that are that are super like in your face and outgoing. And and I think, you know, e- even then putting putting yourself out there is uh, you know, I don't necessarily think you need to be that way. Like, you know, I I think just putting yourself out there, being yourself and um, but, but it is a skill you have to kind of, kind of yeah. work at it and, and,
0: uh, the old, like, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable type, type situation.
1: Totally, totally, totally. I think that that's, and that's one thing, you know, like it or not, you know, for, for those that are playing hockey and moving on to life after hockey, you're going to have all kinds of those situations yeah. and, and, and in life, you know, those are the situations that create growth and create the change and create the the new things in your life. For sure um you know and, and even speaking about that like you know you even, even though you know talking about marketing online marketing you guys did have a very uh a, a successful um hockey butt ad yeah. tell us tell, tell us about that and yeah, how we've that been, came about we've
0: been lucky we've had a couple ads that have really kind of caught wind and um you know that's a learning experience too when we first did our uh, first marketing, we thought, like, let's just make a really cool video of a guy in a sick car, wearing a great dress <laughs> shirt, going out to dinner with a good looking girl, working now, like guys absolutely shred. That, that stuff doesn't work in this day and age because everyone can make a brand or can make a video that makes a brand look cool. Um, we're very into showing the value props and kind of having a bit of a shock and awe type um you know type feel to our marketing you'll see a lot of our marketing ads start with a guy that's shirtless because that just catches people's attention Hmm. um but yeah that that was a that was a bit of a crazy one um dylan dylan larkin a really good friend of me really good friend of mine and uh just been so freaking good to me through through all this and uh him and my good buddy luke Landeni actually took me in when you know in the early days of the company where i wasn't paying rent anywhere and i was sleeping on couches and they had an extra bedroom and um, I moved in with them, and um, yeah, I was one of the best dishwashers in the league there, trying to trying to make up for the the low rent that I was paying. But Dylan's been a great friend of mine, great supporter of the company. Had the idea for the ad uh, in my mind. You know, I've played hockey with a lot of guys, and I think that Dylan's legs to this day are some of the most impressive tree trunks I've ever seen. Mm. Um, I mean, one of the fastest skaters in the league, so it makes sense. But had the idea for the ad, and it's crazy. You know, it took us like an hour to film that. Um, he was a great sport about it, and. You know, if you haven't seen the ad, but you know the Genesis essentially, he's almost like a testimonial of him admitting he has a problem and his problem is he's got a hockey butt um, and he can't find pants that fit. And then you know our the ad kind of goes along with you know we're we're kind of the solution. And you know it's a little it's a little sexual at times, I would say, in the video, um not not crazy over the top, but I think that's kind of what made it hit and and really resonate with people and and kind of they found the humor in it for sure.
1: Yeah, it it was a brilliant ad, and and you know I'll put a link uh, to it in in with this show, but it's you know even even uh, you know Dylan shows his his uh, his character a little bit, and you know laughing, having fun making making the ad, and and I think it also speaks to you know the 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 fitted shirts, but also the fitted pants that you guys make because you guys yeah. make suits and you guys make jackets.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've kind of gotten to it all and it's all been based on, um, you know, the stores and in real time customer feedback and what they're looking for. And, um, you know, like the ABC pant from Lululemon's obviously very popular, but it's a little more on the casual side. And um, once again, I, th- I think the the pants were a category that no one was doing it really professionally. Um that were really fitted and, and you can really move around in and, you know, being a hockey guy, how many times you've ripped through you know, the crotchier jeans or whatever it may be. It's just like a, something that we've been living with forever. Um, and, you know, we set out to fix that. So um, the pants have definitely resonated with our customer base and the suits people are, are absolutely loving. That's a category that we're really excited about right now. Um, you know, to be able to wear a seated food suit and not like walk around like your Frankenstein and be able to move mm-hmm. around. Um, you know, guys are, guys are loving them. So yeah, we're, we're excited to get in some other categories. Um, I think we've had to go, we've had to go a little more casual, a little faster than we would have liked to with the whole COVID push, but, hmm. um, you know, we're, we're excited. We, we we're blown away every day by right? how many dressers we're selling and how many suits we're selling and, um, just really optimistic for when people actually have events, have weddings, actually have to go back to the office. Um, we're really excited for the pop that we're we're anticipating is going to happen to the business.
1: Yeah, just comfortable and versatile in any situation. Yeah, and
0: it, it. it looks professional. Obviously, is the most important thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, before I let you go, because I know you're busy, um, uh, just talking about uh, other things that you guys that you are creating, producing, and even donating. Tell us about the masks and. Uh, I believe the the hospital in Michigan that you guys are working. Yeah, at. that was
0: a, that was a great initiative for us. Um, that was in March when there was definitely the mass shortage was going on. Um, our sales had essentially come to a, a standstill. Um, so, you know, we were looking for other ways to, you know, generate just a little bit of income, but more importantly, how we can help out with what was going on. Um, and you know, obviously that was a big shortage in the country during that time. And, um, yeah, we reached out to the to the hospital, University of Michigan and asked them, you know, if if we could help out in any way and um, got some prototypes made. The hospital liked them and uh, we sent it out to our customer base, like kind of what we were doing. And uh, our customer base really came through and we were able to donate you know, a lot more mass than we initially anticipated. Um, so that was uh, yeah, that was a really exciting, kind of crazy, fun, fun time
1: for us. Well done. Well, it's uh, you know from head to toe, looking looking sharp even with yeah. a mask on, and and even you guys even have hoodies with masks on them it's, as uh, well. Yeah, which is I'm to take cool
0: advantage of the, the COVID times. Hopefully, uh, hopefully those will be obsolete here in a couple of months. But uh, yeah, those have been fun too, and, and like I said, I, I wear them when I'm working out. They're they're pretty nice. So um, yeah, it's, it's been great.
1: Really cool. Love it. Love it. A lot of good stuff, and yeah, appreciate you doing this um and uh yeah i wish you wish you all the best with the company and and uh wherever things go um and yeah we'll uh we'll uh where where and lastly where where should we direct people yeah obviously, obviously the website but tell us where to go
0: yeah stateinre.com is uh is ideal if you're in one of our cities you know there's a locations page on the site i don't want to run through all the I'll probably forget a couple anyways, but run through all the sites, but our location page is there. I would love for you to stop by a store. Um, you know, Why don't we get a, a you know life after hockey or a leave, uh, maybe a leave discount code um, on the back end for our site. I'll put that in right after we get off. Yeah, let, let's call it leave. Um, and if you type that in, um, you know, get 15% off or something like that on your first order.
1: It's super cool. Unexpected and absolutely awesome. Um, you know, continues to to speak to, you know, your your character and your service and everything that, that you've created. You can't create something like that, you know, without, you know, that work ethic and, and, and caring about your customers. So I appreciate that and appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you. Long way to go, but we're going to we're going to keep pushing on. All
1: right. Sounds good. Well, let's do this again sometime.
0: OK, thanks, Brad.
1: All right. Thanks, Lee. Take care. So there you go. off at State and Liberty. Go to stateandliberty.com or if you're in Canada, stateandliberty.ca. If you go to the .com, you will be redirected. So no worries there. And I also wanted to give a shout out to all of their locations, the in-store locations, starting with Ann Arbor, Michigan, Boston, Chicago, Denver, Fort Lauderdale, Manhattan Beach, Miami, New York City, Newport Beach, Philadelphia, Scottsdale, Washington, Westport, Connecticut, and Toronto, Canada. So if you are in one of those locations, please go check out the store and have that in-store experience that I'm sure you will not regret. Sounds like a good time. You're probably going to come out of there with some really nice clothes and if you're in Fort Lauderdale you might come out with a really nice haircut too and I just want to mention I love his advice that he had for people that may want to become an entrepreneur and I really think it can be said for anything that that we are starting and that is to just go for it simply go for it be courageous put yourself out there believe in yourself and the experience that you gain from your early experiences will guide you and shape you through your learning and and lee is talking from his experience i think that's great advice for starting anything and that can be applied for all of us for anything that we're doing so get out there go for it go do stuff go create stuff go go try something new If you believe in something, then go make it happen. Don't listen to the naysayers or people that may not believe in your idea. If you believe in it, go for it. I have also added a link to the hockey, butt ad with Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings. Go check it out. It's a pretty, pretty humorous ad. And Dylan and his pants look pretty good in the ad, I might say and one more time for the men out there don't forget about the 15 percent off your first order at stateandliberty.com use discount code leeb l-e-e-b and i've placed my order and i look forward to it arriving soon and i'll probably be posting pictures to my instagram when it does and with that i want to thank today's guest lee moffy i also want to thank you the listener I appreciate you tuning in. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share as it helps others to find us. Also, if you have any thoughts, feedback or requests, please connect with me on Twitter and Instagram. And that does it for episode 11. Thanks again. Until next time, keep going and enjoy your life. See you next time. I think that went very well.